0: All episodes of the Garage Build podcast are recorded live in the Law Fran studios. The Law Offices of Fran Hosh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Call 1-866-LAWFRAN or go to lawfran.com. The Law Offices of Fran Hosh, serving the Tampa Bay Biker community for over 20 years. Welcome back to the Garage Built Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hallman. Thank you for following along and listening. I appreciate all the DMs and all the positive reinforcement from everybody. Hey, listen, make sure you visit our sponsors, please. Arlen Ness Motorcycle Company, if you visit their site and use our code, Garage Built 10, you're going to save 10% and you're going to get free shipping in the lower 48. Bell Helmets USA, they have a new Instagram page. It's at bellhelmet underscore power sports if you want to see the latest in helmet design and safety check them out there or go to your local bell helmets dealer and order yours today find folks over at electric lighting top shelf leds backed by 30 years of industry-leading manufacturing and the best warranty in the marketplace use speed 2021 and you'll get free shipping on your orders in the lower 48 over 100 1620 workwear is premium made in the USA workwear guarantee for life. Visit 1620USA.com and use the discount code SPEEDMETAL, and you're gonna save 20% at checkout. Make sure you're following on Instagram also at 1620USA. The High Seas Rally is coming back in October of 2022. Join us on the High Seas. It's the only motorcycle rally on a ship. One week, four Caribbean ports. Follow at High Seas Rally or go to highseasrally.com Use the code Metal and you're going to save 100 bucks on a cabin when you book it. Our friends over at Team Dream Rides have opened a new store this year in Maryville, Tennessee. Visit teamdreamrides.com and follow Team Dream Rides online at Dream Rides, Tennessee. We've got a great show for you today. It's going to be a short one, but we're going to talk about trying to fit everything we have to do as business owners into our day. I have a very busy day every single day when I come here to Cycle Stop USA. I wear a lot of different hats and I'm sure you do in your business too. So let's talk about that today in episode 67 and I call this learning to chunk. to the Garageville Podcast with your host, Jason Coleman, And welcome back to the Garageville Podcast. Okay, so you're an entrepreneur, or you're a very busy bit very busy business person. Maybe you work for somebody else and you help them in their enterprise. Either way, you've probably got a lot on your plate. I know I do. So I want to run through what a standard work day would be for me. And I'm going to take you all the way through the work week because I have different tasks at different times. Now, CycleStop USA is the business that I run with my daughter. We've been in business uh, all totaled 18 years uh, under a different name for, for nine of the, or five of those years. Yeah, five of those years. And uh, we moved to Florida in 2010, my dad and my mom and my sister and my kids and my wife, and we started a new. Right. We started cycle stop USA and it's if you don't know what cycle stop USA is, it's a well, it started out as we wanted a franchise and we wanted to have multiple locations, we wanted to have a distribution center, we wanted to scale things up, think of us like a discount tire or a Tires Plus or a Tire Kingdom, or if you're in the if you're back out West, the big O tires, something like that for motorcycles, right? Where you had a ride in, ride out service menu. You could come in with or without an appointment, you can get your oil change, you get your tires, you get all those things and your brakes uh, while you wait with or without an appointment. Well, as things go in business, and you will find this out if you do not have your business up and running yet, hopefully you do, or you're hopefully gonna do it very soon, You're going to find out that your business, all of your planning, and we're going to talk about planning versus blueprints in another episode, but all of your planning kind of goes out the window once you turn that open sign on, because by and large, your customers dictate what kind of business you have. Now, you dictate what kind of business mantra you have and how the ebb and flow of things in your business work and the overall feel and look of your business. That's all 100% you, right? but your clients that you attract are going to be a reflection of all those things. So as you scale your business up, you're going to find that you have a plan of what you're gonna do for the day. And oftentimes, as your business gets bigger and things get a little more difficult to manage, and they will if things are going well. It's funny, if things are going well and things aren't going well, One thing that is consistent is you're going to have a lot of things to do in the day. And most entrepreneurs have more to get done in one day than they have time in a day. So our business is open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Quick math tells you that's an eight hour day. Now, if you work here, of course, you got to have a lunch, a couple little breaks. So we're not exactly working a full eight hour day. That doesn't mean that I don't work full eight-hour day. It doesn't mean if you're an entrepreneur that you are not working an eight-hour day. I find that most entrepreneurs work twice that. On average, I think, um, whether it be thinking about your business, driving to the tax office to do something that has to do with your business. No matter what you're doing when you're an entrepreneur, it usually has an impact on your business or it's something that you're doing For your business, right? Most of the things that I do are for my business or around my business, and I have several of them. So I want to talk to you about a work week. So our work week begins on Monday because we're closed on Sunday. I know a lot of motorcycle shops are not open on Mondays. I feel that that's a wasted day. And so we're open that day. I feel like if somebody's out riding on a Sunday and they get a flat tire, We're going to get that first call. Maybe somebody else has a Monday off. Where do they have Mondays off every week? That means I never get to do business with that person, right? So we're a six-day operation at Cycle Stop, And there's always more to do than there is in time in the day. So that's the first thing you've got to take into consideration. If you're considering entrepreneurship, there's something, there's two kind of rules that you have to accept and these are things that are not rules that you set these are rules that are set by just being in business and the first rule is this never ends the second one is you're not going to like this it's all your fault no matter what happens in your business it is your fault it is also your responsibility so on monday morning around between anywhere between 6 and 9 30 in the morning i come in and i open cycle stop I turn all the lights on, I turn the compressor on, I open all of the garage doors, I turn all the things on in the shop that are needed to conduct business that day, I take out the trash, I tidy up the shelves, I are you following me here? I'm, I'm getting here and as soon as I get here and the alarm is turned off, I'm off and running. Now we have a pretty large small business here. As far as the footprint, as far as motorcycle shops go, we're one of the larger ones. We have a lot of motorcycles here. We have a lot of diversity in client. We have a lot of diversity in motorcycles. We have a lot of diversity in our technicians that work here. So my job on a daily basis is to open Cycle Stop, run the front counter, dealing with both customers that call in, customers that stop in, I have to look up parts. I have to find out where that part is available. I have to make sure that I'm purchasing it from the vendor that has the most competitive price. I have to manage my inventory. I have something that I call a red list. And this red list is not everything in my shop. It is everything that I never want to run out of. Items like quarts of oil, oil filters, spark plugs, inner tubes, tires, batteries, brake pads. I keep it very limited. I keep it to two pages. And it's an Excel spreadsheet that I built that I can walk up to the counter, grab one of the red lists, grab a clipboard, walk around the shop. This does a couple things for me. Number one, it moves me around the cabin, right? If I'm looking at all these things that are on my red list and these are the things that I sell the most of, that I never want to run out of, this is something that I have to do on a daily basis. I have to make this fit into what I do. So I set myself a goal. The red list has to be done by noon, right? By noon, I need to know what I need to order. The reason why I do that is because my orders need to be placed by 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, I know I'm drilling down to the finite details of my business. What I need for you to do so that you can understand what I'm trying to tell you is apply this to your business. If you have a jewelry store or if you have a cell phone battery store, think about these things in terms that are very broad and apply these skills to your business. Now, what I sell and what I never want to run out of may be completely different than what you sell and what you never want to run out of, but I want you to think of something. If you are tires, brakes, batteries, oil change, and maintenance, you need to make sure that you have all of those things covered. If you have a cell phone battery store you need to make sure that you have batteries for all the popular cell phones if you are one of the companies that repairs iphone glass and cell phone glass you need to make sure that you have all of the glasses and the tools to install the glasses so that if somebody comes in and walks into your store they're not going to go home empty-handed going man i've got an iphone 11 and the iPhone, you break it, I fix it, store, doesn't even have glass for my 11. And I know that a lot of you right now are listening to this, and I know a lot of you are in the motorcycle industry, and I know a lot of you are dealing with the same things that we are at Cycle Stop. Can't get certain size tires. Can't get certain size tubes. We are all in this together. We are all feeling the pain of not being able to get the things that we need. So... Let's go back to the parts counter. If you stock a certain kind of oil as your premier brand and your warehouse is out of it, you are going to have to find an alternative. You need to be what, what, I, what is called venerable, meaning you are malleable, you're pliable, you can bend before you break. I'll tell you a quick story. I have, for the longest time, been a red line oil guy. It was a good product. I've never had any engine failures. It was introduced to somebody that I trust in the industry. There was a good profit margin and customers are very brand loyal to their oil that they put in their motorcycle. I learned that over 18 years of doing this job. So we did red line oil, red line oil. We purchased from uh, back then, it was called Biker's Choice. It's called something else today, and different people owned it. So I can tell this story without upsetting anybody because it, it happened and it was true. So Biker's Choice uh, acquired a large company, and that large company was acquired by another large company. And they had some they had some issues around 2017, 2016, and they had some they had some bankruptcy stuff. And this is all a matter of public record, but I'm kind of painting the picture for you. We got all of our redline oil from biker's choice they were a one day away warehouse they were based in jacksonville so i knew if i ordered it by three o'clock on a monday i would have it by three o'clock on a tuesday that was kind of the rule of thumb so my red list worked very well and i made sure that almost everything that was on my red list was something that i could get in one day I like to sell from an empty shelf whenever possible, and that is going to be a big subject of an upcoming podcast when we start talking about inventory because that can get you into a big trouble. But that's, that's a sidebar. So I was visited by a, uh, a rep for this company, not the oil company, for the vendor. And he came in, and at the time, Cycle Stop USA was a very small company with one, what I would consider one and a half employees, myself and another person working part-time. So I did all of the ordering, all of the phone answering, all of the bill pay, all of those things that you have to do in a business were done by me on a daily basis. So I had to be extremely organized. I had to have systems put in place that would allow me to maximize my efficiency and minimize the amount of time that I was stuck doing mundane, repetitive tasks. And he came in and he said, Hey, he goes, how do you do $10,000 annually in Redline oil? And I said, well, I'm focused we keep just enough in stock I order it every day I have a certain amount that I don't go under Uh, I'm you know I'm very efficient with what I do and it was something that we worked on very hard so that we could be efficient well when all the bankruptcy stuff happened one of the things that we couldn't get was redline oil I couldn't get it from bikers choice so I had a lot of customers that were brand loyal I had built part of the brand of cycle stop around using this kind of oil. And my customers were very, very, very loyal to that oil company. In fact, if somebody was going out of town, they would stop by, they would see me say, Hey, I need to get, I'm going out of town. I need to get a court to put in my saddlebag," And you know, we made sure that they had some were on the road and cause not every bike shop has red line. So when I couldn't get it, that required me to be able to pivot and find somebody else hence i started dealing with hard drive they sell Radline oil so now i had two different vendors the problem being that the vendor a i could get in one day they didn't have any oil the next vendor over was a two-day shipment which meant that if i needed it on wednesday I had to order it on a Monday before three o'clock. So these are all the things that you need to know when you're the counter person. Managing the inventory, making sure it's done, the red list is done by noon, make sure your orders are in by three. I also have to manage four technicians in the back. That means that each one of those technicians has a bike they're working on, a bike they're waiting parts on, and a bike they're waiting to get on their hoist. So they have to manage their pieces and parts, and I have to know where they're at at all times because One of the other things that I do is answer the phones. If your bike's in for service and you call me and it's been there since Friday and you're calling me on a Tuesday because you haven't heard from us yet, well, then that means that I have to go to the technician, I have to make sure that he's got it either in his queue or on his hoist. So all of these things play into how you build your day But you need to be very cognizant of what it is you do. So I'm going to give you an exercise. I want you to do this tomorrow, not today, because you're listening today. I want you to do this tomorrow. Just try it. You don't even have to tell anybody. Get yourself a legal pad. Get yourself a clipboard. And just for one day, every task that you do that you did the day before, write it down. Right? Write it down in the order that you do it. Once you can look at what you do in a full day, then you can start learning how to chunk your day into an efficient model rather than just a successful model because there's two different things. You can be successful and inefficient. But if you need to be able to add more tasks to your day, you cannot do that if you're not efficient. Now, this is not... Something that you can do one time and it stay in place forever. You have to be able to pivot. You have to be malleable. You have to be venerable, meaning that you have to be able to accept changes that occur. If you've been in the motorcycle industry for any time, the custom side of it, for a while it was choppers. Then the choppers started to wane, right? And then it was bobbers and the bobbers started to wane and then nothing happened for a few years, right? From 08 to 2010, there wasn't a whole lot going on in the custom side of things. It's just a fact. And then all of a sudden, Paul Yaffe and John Shope started building bikes around big front tires, and then you had Mad Wheels building wheels. You had Curtis Hoffman building big wheel baggers, and that took off, right? If you were mired down in a day-to-day that did not allow you to pivot, you would not be able to make the move from the choppers to the bobbers to the big wheel baggers to the performance twins to the, to the performance baggers, and who knows where it's going to go next, I think we're in a very exciting time in the motorcycle industry. And I know if you're listening to this and you have a cell phone battery store or a jewelry store, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but you can find something that's applicable. Most of the people that listen to this, I think, are in the motorcycle industry. But chunking your day as a business entrepreneur is something that you have to learn how to, to deal with. So I talked about what I do for Cycle Stop USA. Right. At some point in the day, I need to have a lunch. At some point in the day, I need to do my red list. At some point in the day, I need to order my parts. At some point in the day, there is the conversation that occurs with uh, Amanda, my daughter, that is kind of running the office what she thinks we need to do. She's going to have needs. You're going to have technicians that come to you. You're going to have vendors that stop in. You're going to have phone calls that come in unannounced. All of these things need to happen, and you need to make sure you have room in your day for everything that happens. That's why I think the exercise is so important. Just one day, write down what you do. Let it gestate over one evening. Come back and look at that. And start putting a number next to each one of those things. If there's 20 things, there's going to be 20 numbers. But prioritize those things. When you go down the list, when you come up to something, put the number that you think it is, how important it is. Find the most number one most important thing, put a one there. Find the second most important thing. Then once you have all 20 things numbered, and then they're not going to be numbered in the same order, just because you did them, in a certain order, that does not mean that that is the most efficient model. But once you have them numbered, now take another sheet of paper and write those things in the order that you put them in. And if you do this for two or three days, you're going to find the most efficient way to plan your day. And you're going to get some extra time in your day. And you can thank me for that. You can thank me for that because that is going to be where you find the extra things to do new things. Because one of the things that I bet you didn't write on your sheet. If we went through this and we stopped, we said, okay, we're gonna stop right here at 21 minutes and 14 seconds. I want you to do this exercise for two days. Then I want you to come back to the podcast. I guarantee you that you didn't put, be innovative. Find new ways to earn income. Take a day off. You know, those things have an employee meeting. Those are extremely important things. All four of those things I just told you are extremely important things that I bet you didn't put on your list. And if you had them on your list, I bet you they would have a higher priority than some of the other things. Now, now you have your list and you've added the other four things that I talk about, being innovative, taking a day off, right? Finding new sources of income. These things that you can find to add to your plate that are going to make you money, they're going to make you efficient. Now, I want you to go through that list with a highlighter, and I want you to highlight everything on there that you think Somebody else in your organization could do as good as you. And I want you to think about something. Part of chunking your day is being cognizant of your efficiency of use of time. Remember a few podcast episodes, we talked about your most valuable asset being time. Time being the one thing that no matter how hard he tries, Jeff Bezos cannot offer you on Amazon Prime. He cannot offer you one single more second in your life. It's absolutely impossible to buy more time on Amazon Prime. So if you can go through your list of things that you do, then prioritize the things that you do, add the things you forgot. Now I want you to go through with a highlighter, and i want you to highlight the things you absolutely are 100 percent certain you could delegate i just found you more time it's very important that your business be set up so that you can take a day off so that you can take a vacation so that you can afford to be ill because everyone gets sick if you're the only person at your business It is absolutely impossible for you to make money if you're not there. Now, I know some people are going to shake their head and say, well, I'm an investor and I have the money there and da 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 That's fine. But remember this, Henry Ford says, a business that makes only money is a poor business. And I live and die by that. A poor business has no tangible assets. And if all of your money is in derivatives and stocks and bonds, sure, you may make money, but no business loses money as fast as a business that has no hard assets. Because when the whole thing's done, you could work for 25 years, have your own business, collect all your assets. At the end of the day, when you say, you know what, I've done this long enough, I don't want to do it anymore. You can sell off all those assets for one final last hurrah And your business is still worth something. So I want you to think about that. And I told you today would be a short one. We're at 25 minutes. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Some of the things that we talk about are going to require an hour. Some of the things that we talk about may only require 10 minutes. But I want you to think about chunking your time. And I hope that you'll do the exercise that I put in place. List everything out. Then number everything in the order that you think it's supposed to be. Add the things you forgot. Then figure out the delegation piece. What can you delegate? If one of your tasks is turn on all the lights, that only may take 10 seconds, but that's something that anyone can do, right? It may be take out the trash. That may take 10 minutes through the whole building, but that's something anyone can do, right? Turn the open sign on. Get things as small and mundane as you can. Take all of those things that can be delegated to somebody else, make another list, and start delegating. Start delegating in a rotational basis. Everyone in your organization should have a hand in cleaning the bathroom. Everyone in your organization should have a hand in taking out the trash. Everyone in your organization should have have some skin in that game. Then once you have a list of things that anyone can do, start looking at your list and drill down and start looking at your staff and start monitoring what skills they have so that you can learn the high level tasks that you can delegate to somebody else. Listen, I really, really hope that I'm helping somebody. If, if not for anything else, sharing my experience in business is something that I am tremendously, tremendously happy to do. There's lots of cheat codes out there. There's lots of, of people trying to do good things. You know, I think back about conversations I've had with Justin Kelly at Hang'Em High Customs in Texas couple years ago, you know, I didn't know he listened to my podcast. He came up to me at the FXR show in Sturgis, and we had one of the most substantive and meaningful conversations I've ever had with another human being. And now we're friends. I feel like through this podcast, meeting people like Chris and Rebecca Rang, right? And having people come up to me at shows and just thanking me for my time and thanking me for what I do and for the entertainment portion of this. I'm trying to build something here that we can all be proud of. So today I delegated some tasks to you. At the very least, you'll take a good snapshot and do a little bit of self-analyzation and be, become self-aware of where your time's going. I really appreciate everybody for listening. I can't tell you how much it means to me. Thank you for all the DMs. I know it sounds cliche, but if not for those things and not for reviews, and reviews are incredibly helpful for podcasts, if you could leave a review for me, that would be awesome. Wherever you listen to this, whether it's on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, iTunes, wherever you're at. I can't thank you enough. So this is episode 67. I'm releasing this one today. I'm also releasing episode 68 today. So you're going to get a two for one this week. Thank you all for listening so much. Have a great day.